Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a special interview about layers, a mechanical keypad for gamers, and add some fizz to any liquid on the go. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find cool projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am one half of the show, KT Data, and joining me is a man who is already continuing his mission to in to fill the future filmmakers and media creators of the world with valuable knowledge so they don't do stupid things like film vertically on their phone for videos. The, right, the, that the, is tomorrow's lesson. Yep, the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? Very good. That is exactly what we're talking about tomorrow. Second day of class, and I'm going to get right in there real fast and say, do not shoot vertically on your phone. It's built this way for a reason. That is what I do. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I am doing great. I am excited. I love your festive shirt. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It keeps it keeps it summer for like, as long as possible. Like, like I, I have to ask, do you have one of those shirts that like when on camera it causes moiré, so it looks like you guys know what you see when they're like wearing striped shirts and then it just like it's like dances on screen. You're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I have several of those. Um, so, um, I'm, I'm glad that you're here and, um, before we jump into our project tonight and we have a special interview for you guys too, we have a quick bit of news and our kick shout. So our first bit of news, this is actually, this might actually tie into our, um, uh, into our interview later on. It is actually a pre-launch checklist for projects that Forbes has put together. Um, and on the checklist, I can hit the right buttons. Maybe not. Uh, on the checklist, it has some of the things that we always mention a lot. So one of the things is doing your research. <laughs> How many times yes. have we had mentioned do your research for the stuff? Yes. Work? Um, because we you'll you'll see on our kick shouts or our um, not our kick shouts our sacks of, sacks of the week. Usually this is not done. Um, doing a good research and then they also suggest going looking back at past projects in the similar field and determining how long and how how you want to format your project to make it work because i mean learn from other people's stuff and right. i love this line right here if you choose kickstarter as a platform for crowdfunding you can switch to the in-demand indiegogo program once your campaign is over and you're fully funded like i've have you noticed that where it seems yeah. to be happening more and more often yeah, you'll run something and get to the point where it's like, okay, it's a real thing now, and then you move over to the in-demand and, and kind of use that as almost a sales a sales channel. I, I've seen a lot of that, actually, yeah. Yep, and then so it has that. It has to use, use the right tools and services, so like Backer Club, Kickbooster. I think Backer Club is actually doing very well now because a lot of – I actually use them as kind of a starting point to look for projects sometimes, and oft, more often than not, when I go there, all their projects are funded. So it it seems like they're doing if it, they may not be the full cause for it, but they may be helping with kind of that kind of stuff too. Um, and then here's one that I think you know better than I do is um, using ads to get subscribers before launch, like Facebook ads, YouTube ads, all the, all that kind of stuff, and your social yep. media tools to build up your user base prior to the project launching. Right? Exactly. That's and we talk about that a lot. You get the engine revving before you take off out of the gateway, and so that that is. You find those people that are going to be interested. And if it's not your immediate group and the people that love you, then it is pushing the ads that are at least going to collect some some names and numbers of people that will be 
the backers. So that's a great one. Yeah, I'm I'm like I've got I've backed a few Kickstarter projects where they've shown up in my Facebook feed. Like I yeah. I used to be the guy like I'm never going to click anything on Facebook and an ad cuz you know I'm not going to follow that traps and then their algorithm is so good that it filtered out I'm like, "Oh, that looks actually cool, something I'd back and I'd click on it and do that." Um, the other one is prepare your media pack. Pre-launch is the best time to compare, prepare your campaign assets. Um, go for this is a new one. Go for lifestyle images rather than those with white backgrounds. These images show your product in a real-life situation to resonate with your potential backers. You may also use consider using gifs to show exactly how your product works. Um, I, you know, I'm a fan of the animated gif showing up. Right. Yep. And then create your reward tiers, which that that one always boggles my mind. <laughs> Where you'll be like a week into a project and like, oh yeah, we just created this new reward tier because all of you asked for it. I'm like, uh, why didn't you think right. of that before? Uh, you know, right, that should have been that should have been covered before. It's true. Yep. All right. So that's I mean that's all the news we have. So we have uh, a quick nerd shouts or uh, kick shouts. Wow, I can talk, man. I, I like nerd shouts too. Yeah. <laughs> kick shouts. These are our Twitter link shout outs. If you guys ever want to be featured here, just shoot us a tweet. Because we were looking for 120 words or less, um, quickies. You, yeah, with the link of your project and then just a quick description. So what we have today is Naughty Wordplay, and Naughty Wordplay is an adult party game for three to twelve players that have that will have everyone in stitches throughout. There will be no predetermined cards here. It's all about individual creativity. I looked at it. Think of Cards Against Humanity, except you make your own cards. Oh. Um, Oh, I like what you, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a die that you roll three times, and it, and it has all the letters of the alphabet on it. So you have to write a three-word phrase, and each of the words have to start with one of those letters. In that I order. like that. I like that. Okay. So okay. that is Naughty Wordplay on Kickstarter. All right, Drew. This is I'm excited for our, our, our first one because we haven't done this in a while, but we have a special guest on the show today. And yes. so we're going to have an interview with uh, Scott Wisner. Um, if you guys, Scott Weiser. Weiser? Weiser? Yeah. Weiser. Um, if you guys remember three years ago, if you guys were around here three years ago, we actually covered his Vanishing Ink book. Um, still one of my favorite books. So let's just go on to the interview. All right, guys. We have a super, super special guest today. And I'm ex- excited because three years, over th- about three years ago, we actually featured one of his projects. So, Drew, do you want to introduce our special guest that we have today? Absolutely. So I'm pretty excited about this. We decided to ask Scott to join us again because today, very much today, he launched a Kickstarter. By the time you watch this in the recording, it might be a day or two, but you still have time to jump on. He's launched another Kickstarter for one of his animation projects. Scott's done a lot of work um, in some, on some pretty big-name films in the animation department. He's here now in Utah, so he's near to us. So when he reached out to uh, to tell me about his project that he's working on currently, I asked him if he'd jump on the show and, and kind of talk to us about the process and about the project. So, Scott, do you want to tell us a little bit about the project that we were just launching? Yeah. So the first time I appeared on this show is for a book called Vanishing Inc. A great book. And I was able to pitch that book after we, we successfully kickstarted it and then printed it. I pitched it at five different studios as an animated film. So it was a really awesome result. And as I was doing that, these former heads of animation from DreamWorks, who one of them was my mentor, he, he saw the, the project and he said, do you want to do a piece of Vanishing Ink as like a short film? 
And he told me about this company called Nimble Collective, where you can live anywhere in the world and work online through their studio pipeline that they're building. And uh, I told him that I, I'd love to pitch a project, but I had a, a ton of other ideas that I wanted to pitch. So uh, I came with three ideas, and they picked layers just right off the bat. Uh, so I didn't ever get to pitch my other two ideas. <laughs> and That's we good, spent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We spent about two to two and a half years. Like I was working in the morning as I was working on animated films. I would work on layers and do all the storyboards. And I was doing the visual development and figuring out the story. And I redid the storyboard several times. And finally, we got it to a point where they said, okay, we have, we have budgets that we're going to give to films. Let's possibly give one to layers. We'll put it in front of a blind panel and give you a, a budget. But the budgets never came for anybody. And so it was on the shelf for a while, and they just came to me a month ago and said, let's do a Kickstarter. So I have thrown this Kickstarter together <laughs> in a month. <laughs> well, I mean, you say you've thrown this together, but your your day job and a lot of your history, you've done Kickstarter-y things. Like, you've not only had your own projects that have been successfully funded, but you have you do creative work for other Kickstarters. So you, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you threw it together. What, what would be, like, maybe one or two of your key tips for people that are thinking about throwing a Kickstarter together, what would be a couple of quick tips to be like, do this and do that? That's tough. <laughs> There's just so much to it, right? That's why you guys have spent 120 episodes. Is that how right? many yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing this show? So there is there, just so much to it. And, uh, and yeah, funded today has who I built their creative division. They've worked with like thousands of campaigns, more than anybody else has, has worked with. And at the same time, they still are surprised. They're still um, learning and, and growing in their knowledge. So I would say, I was thinking about this this morning, I did things completely differently before. Like I worked a lot on my website, which nobody goes to my website. I don't know why I was working on my website, <laughs> but I worked a lot. I've worked first on my website and then I did other things. And... Then I, uh, so this time, I, I worked on the website last. That was the very last thing I did. And it was like in an hour, I, I just threw those things where they needed to go and didn't, didn't focus too much on it. And um, I think the biggest thing to crowdfunding is you need a crowd. You know, it's, it's finding the crowd, which is why I reached out to you, Drew, and, and asked the, if you would want to be a part of the project, because I knew you had an interest in media. And uh, I was building building my crowd as I was going. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I when I got your email that you're launching something, I'm like, oh, he's getting money from me. I don't even. I didn't even know what you're I doing. Like, I just I saw. What he's doing. I just saw your name and the title and said Kickstarter. I'm like, oh, he's getting my money. I was like, there was, <laughs> there was no no like debate about him. Like, I just gotta find time to click back, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, at, at funded today, we say that the most important part of your campaign is your product. And then your, if you work with Funded today and you have a, like a promotional agency who helps you continually drive a crowd towards your campaign, then your next important thing is your video. Um, then your next important thing would be the crowd itself. But the, uh, yeah, the crowd can be generated by a company like Funded today or you can just build that organically and, and have your own crowd. That makes a big difference, right? I mean, having people ready to go and getting them primed so that on day one you're able to say, 
when I when I launch this Kickstarter, I would love your help to back it on day one to share it, right? Because then that crowd becomes a little bit louder voice all at once. So there's yeah. a, there's a, a hustle and a bustle that happens, and sometimes we think it's filled of dreams. So if I build it, it'll just you know happen. If I come yeah. up with a great idea, it'll happen. And so we we harp on that all the time. Um, talk a little bit more about about video. You shared with us uh, before this. You were talking about a project that you were part of. That it was a matter of changing the video. It was just, or I mean, it was it was just a simple adaptation of the video that changed the success of a project. Yeah, the product was called Shotbox 2.0. Just this little light box that you pull it up, and you just take pictures with your camera for Etsy and stuff. And the first campaign, they raised a hundred something thousand. And so they thought, and, and it was that, that nature of like how Kickstarter was earlier on, where you could just throw something up and people would just back it and it would make $100,000. And so he assumed that the second time he threw his campaign up there that it would do the same thing. But it didn't. And they hired Funded Today, and they, Funded Today couldn't get them much further past 9000 And their goal was ten, And they were pretty close to the end, so the co-founder of our company, Thomas Alvord, he looked at the project and he said, you know what, you really need to change your video. And this was just when I started building the division, so it was actually really just me. And so I looked at the video and I, I figured out what was wrong, what needed to be improved, and I wrote a new script, and I recorded a new voiceover, and I just re-edited the video. And I took one, one new still image, and from that, they raised 184000 on Kickstarter, and then they went to in demand on Indiegogo, and it raised probably somewhere from two twenty to two thirty. Wow! Total. So, All because you were able to take the the messaging and say it's it's missing something, and you and you were able to find it and tweak yeah, it. Yeah, just because the video changed. Nice. Well, that's that's awesome, and I th- I think it's key because that is where a lot of us will just get a feel for the product and and for everything that's going on. Um. Tell us about what you did. Let's go back to layers. Tell us what you did with the project for layers. What what that story is, and kind of pitch it to us. Tell us what we're what we should be backing right now. <laughs> well, layers is a film about this woman who has to climb this mountain, so she doesn't starve to death. But the only thing she has to get up there, she's like this big, bulky. That's exactly what she is. She's this big, bulky Russian-looking woman, and she can't really climb. She's old. She's tired. She has this chronic cough and so the only thing that gets her up is when she takes a layer off it becomes a memory and that memory helps her in some way as she climbs up the mountain and i won't give too much more away but it's a very colorful very it's kind of like telling this woman's story backward in a way which is a lot of fun it also deals with uh there's a theory in psychology that if you Walk. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing my video pitch again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good if story. You, if you walk through a, like the problem that you're having, all the events that led up to it, in your mind, then you actually solve the problem. And you'll more than solve the problem, you'll find strength to be able to conquer it. It's really cool. I've actually, I used it when I was unemployed. Um, I used it as I was getting a Kickstarter together the past month, <laughs> you know. It, it helps you find these resources you didn't realize you had. That's cool. And that's something I think I liked about your Kickstarter page is because you talk about that process in the video and how that ties in to the later story. But then you also say, 
Here on the page, I'll I'll show you what I'm talking about specifically with this this methodology of of kind of revisiting uh, problem moments to to get over obstacles. I love that. So it was almost like a value add within the Kickstarter. It wasn't just pitch, pitch, pitch. It was like, here, this might help you too. I yeah, was that, that was a big deal for me. I, I didn't want this to be. I feel so. I. It must be the art artist in me, but I feel a little bit crummy being a salesman. <laughs> it's hard to do. I think all of us are terrible at that. Um, but I, I just feel crummy asking people for money. And so I want to give people something of value, especially because the film, once I finish it, it will be of value to people. It will hopefully entertain them. It'll hopefully bring them joy. Hopefully, you know, ignite something in them as they watch it. So I can, I can agree with that. I think that's a fantastic thing. So the, the project itself layers is animated short, um, the amount that you're looking for, I think, is it forty thousand? Is the amount for this that's project? That's the minimum. Yeah, and that's the minimum, and that's the minimum. And um, you have a great breakdown. You've got, I believe, a pie chart that kind of breaks it all down and says, "I need this much for animators. I need this much for rewards. I need this much for, you know, all the parts." And what? it's really a percentage. Yeah. So yeah. as as we scale to, ideally, we'd like a seventy thousand budget, but that's really ambitious, right? Uh, and we'd like it even to be up uh, over a hundred thousand. This this project, when I when I had um, Nimble put a budget together for it, it was three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars to do the oh, short geez. film properly. So for us to ask for forty or a smaller amount is really crazy. <laughs> it, it kind of is, um, and most people, I guess, don't know how much it really costs to do animation. So how much does it cost to do a minute of DreamWorks style animation? Like for a feature film? Yeah. Budget-wise, <laughs> one million. Isn't that? That's it, nuts. It's just blowing that the is, mind, right? Nuts. But how many people touch that one minute? I mean, you have the storyboard artists, the the you know the late the uh, storyboards, the colors, the write ups. Yeah, uh, CG is a much more expensive because you have uh, riggers who yeah. you have modelers who build the character, riggers who make the bones and the even like the face is so complex to rig in an animated character, and then you have animators who move it around, and then you have uh, surfacing artists who put the texture on. And you have other people who figure out the. You probably don't want to hear all of the animation. Oh, I, I, we, I, I think we I, do. Yeah, I love it. Like I, I know a friend who actually worked at Pixar before, uh -huh. and his entire job wasn't even to do any animating. His entire job was to make sure the software that made Sully's fur look natural worked <laughs> properly. Like that was his entire job was to program that, and then another person actually was working on the actual animation for that. But that's his job. Yeah. Was to do so the he worked in simulation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and tools so and like it's, and, it's just yeah that's it's insane how many people like just to do one little thing they yeah because <laughs> my my experience with animation when somebody says can you do animation or 2d animation right i sit in after effects and i'm like i don't know man 100 bucks an hour and i will try to make your logo like move so <laughs> so you go a million dollars for a finished minute you know in in the hollywood style it's like wow how many people are touching this but we we're kind of um like what we what we see what we get in all the animations and in all the great movies that are coming out there's an expectation of like this uh simulation like real things that look like you can't even tell between real you know what what's real and what's animated so you're aiming for that kind of high quality but yet you're doing it on this kind of really shoestring budget yeah i'm also doing a hand drawn which cuts the jobs in a third or a fourth like the amount of 
man labor you need or woman labor too because <laughs> you're, you're sketching right because you, you and you're an artist and so you're you're doing a lot of the art and they're building yeah. off of that probably yeah we're talking about getting some like a a really good star animator on it though nice and have kind of a bulk of that animation budget go to him and then have some people who would love to work with somebody like him and be mentored by somebody like him also work on the project very cool so cool. i probably will draw a sequence and reap those rewards <laughs> that's fantastic yeah i i know you said you put this together in 30 days this page does not look like it was put in, together in 30 days like you have everything on this page that like we look for in projects and you even like snuck in this animated gift that took me a little little while i'm like how did he do- oh that's an animated gift that he managed to stick into here that doesn't look oh, like yeah. everybody else's um or gif somebody's gonna write me and yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a gift or a gift? Who knows? Um, but like, it has Who everything. Knows? You you have the rewards broken down like perfectly, and I like I just this is this is what I like when you look for a project. I'm looking for things like this because sometimes it's like a wall of text, and I'm just like too much reading, brain hurt, can't yeah. do more. <laughs> yep, we don't like those walls of text. They're they're dangerous. No. Keep it moving. <laughs> KT, do you have any other any other questions for Scott? Um, like I. Man, I wish I had seventy thousand just to give you right now. <laughs> like, I I highly encourage people to go look at this because, like, I loved Vanished Inked. That that was like one of my favorite books of all time. Like, what? Like, like <laughs> I like I I seriously loved it. And I remember talking to Drew one time, like, dude, like this book is amazing. It reads almost like a script. What? Like, is there not? What? There should be a movie version of this. So that makes me super excited to actually see the story because, like. I, I know you have that mind for it to just construct it. And I'm just like super excited for you. Um, and th- that's why I'm like, man, I, why can't I have unlimited funds? <laughs> I totally uh, just Yeah. Well, this. I really, I really like the, the concept that you've got for this story that there's, that there's a, you know, there's like a healing power to it, that it's, it's more than just an entertainment story. It's mm-hmm. a, like a help support, you know, make people's lives better story. And that, I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see what those memories are that she has and how that kind of translates. So I'm excited to see this see this fund. You're let's let's wrap up with this. You've got about another twenty nine days to go. What's the plan? What's the game plan to get you past this ten percent? Kick it all the way to the end. What what are you uh what are you planning? Well, I'm going to be giving a presentation at a million cups. Nice. Which is an event that happens right behind me here. <laughs> And uh, as part of that, I guess they put us on a show. It's called something Untamed, PC. It's like Park City Untamed. It's like uh-huh. a, a little talk show that I'll go and appear on on Friday. Uh, and then we have other audiences that we're looking to push it out to. We're hoping to get some PR uh, from the standard and hopefully beyond. And you know, it's it's still kind of a stab in the dark just to just to raise that full forty thousand dollars. And to convince but, people, probably, to convince them that a short yeah. of animation quality can cost that that much. Like, I don't right. think I've ever pitched a, uh, pitched a gig to anybody that was in that range. And if it was, it was probably in, like, a, on an hour-and-a-half show or, you know, or something that was long-form. So this is, a, this is going to be a, a challenge. But Yeah. I've also applied for a grant <clears throat> that could possibly completely replace this. <laughs> And or if if I raised both, then we would have a nice healthy budget, which is actually really the hope. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can't really count your eggs before they hatch, right? 
But you got to so, you got to hunt for as many eggs as you can at one time. Exactly. Get them, get them all lined up. Well, that's fantastic. exactly. Yeah. I still have a bunch of backers who are planning on backing. And actually, what's really cool is when I was unemployed, one of the movies that really touched me was Rise of the Guardians, mm-hmm. which I know is supposed to be a kids movie, but <laughs> it reignited my passion for animation. The director of that is going to back my project. <laughs> that's cool. That's that's really cool. That's cool. Uh, and, uh, yes. Yeah. It, yeah, it's really awesome. So, we'll we'll just see what we can do, see what we can get, you know, and uh, then adjust and, and make a plan for there. It's actually very interesting. I was already planning on launching a Kickstarter for my next book slash screenplay, and can I, give I was you money for that now too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll probably launch next year because <laughs> it was going to launch in November, but now it's like next year. But. So when the, the Nimble Collective came and said, we want to work with you to get this moved through a Kickstarter, that kind yeah, of supplanted Yeah, they're still that. in their beta phase of, of testing their software where you can, you can actually run their software in your web browser, which is really weird. But their cloud runs your software. You don't need it on your computer. That's- and so they're, trying to, they're now testing. They've already tested the CG, like the computer-generated software. Now they want to test the hand-drawn 2D animated software. And so they said, "You guys, you're the you're the perfect candidate. You will treat you like a star. We'll, you know, give you all the star treatment." Uh, and I only had this little window before next year. They'll they'll release it to the public, and then anybody can go in and use Nimble's system. So. And this is what you were telling us before that you called the um, kind of an online studio pipeline where people can do their animation work and, like we were saying, put their hands on this project. From wherever they happen to be, so you yeah. don't have to. You're not finding a team and bringing them together under one building. You're looking for the perfect people that are in the perfect position to just be where they are and contribute, right? Yeah, and they could be outside of the country or inside the country, wherever. Very cool. And it's pretty inspiring. My my online animation school was like that. After I went to Weber State, I did Very an cool. online animation program, and my mentors were from. All around the U.S., there weren't any from outside the U.S., but it was still pretty awesome that I could meet with a mentor who worked at Pixar and yeah. get his get his support and feedback on my work. Yeah, that's very helpful. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today for giving us all that spiel and um, last last pitch for layers. If you want to tell tell our, our fans where where they can find it and what they what they should be backing it at, you can find it at either scottweiser.com slash buy, B-U-Y. Or you can go to Kickstarter and search for layers. Or you guys have a link, right? Yep. We'll yes, have, we'll somewhere. Have a, we'll, we'll have a link in the show notes. And if you guys are th- wondering why I'm looking so distracted, because I was actually just backing the project while we <laughs> so. And look, the number went up. Actually, it's gone up $200 since we've been talking. See? <laughs> doing it right. We're doing it right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and just... Um, you know, a little bit of a, an incentive for you guys to back this. This would, if if we get this to work, we'll be the first animation studio in Ogden ever. Ooh! So it. it, it's it's a chance to be part of something that can be really, you know, significant. And the plans after layers is once we get layers done, we'll start pitching to companies like, you know, big companies that have big budgets to do animated short films, uh, which will create jobs for animators so they can live anywhere, work anywhere. Or work for me, <laughs> and uh, eventually, I you know I'll, I'll just keep pitching feature films, and and that could become a reality too. Uh, so, you have the opportunity to become something part of something, 
And I think that's really the reason that people back a Kickstarter. It's not because they just want a product. It's because they want to become part of something really cool. And I, I have people, like most people I talk to, they're like, I want to be part of something creative. Well, this is the chance to be part of something creative. We'll have monthly hangouts where everybody can come and see what we're working on and ask questions and all that. So That's perfect. That's an awesome way to kind of engage and feedback and say, hey, thanks for getting us this this far and come along with us. That's fantastic. Good. That's the hope. <laughs> yep. That's great. Yeah, Scott, thank you so much for, you know, taking the time and being on the show and stuff because we, we love it. And you already can tell I am a huge fanboy. Drew, I'm I'm the, probably the biggest fan for, boy for Drew, but I love your work. I like love the art and everything with it too. So that's well, why hard I can do it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's why I got like I got super excited. And good thing nobody was in my office. But Drew's like, hey, we can probably get Scott. I'm like, oh yay! We're <laughs> super excited. So everybody, make sure you guys go check out Layers. And if you if you want a sample of what Scott can do, go go buy a copy of Vanishing Ink. I think you can even get an audiobook version of it now too on Amazon. Which I yeah, the audio version cool. is not very well reviewed though. <laughs> the reviews were I don't think people like the recording. <laughs> so sorry to unplug my video, but I just I, I know that the people have a lot better experience with the hardcover novel. Yeah, uh, it's a good story. It's yeah, great with yeah, the illustrations I, and everything. Yeah, I, I, here it is actually. You have a there you yes. go. Yep. Yeah, let's, let's right. pull up an illustration. See? An illustration in there. <laughs> it's some good art. That's yeah. what I love about it. It's fantastic. Yeah, so you can expect that and more in like awesome moving movie form. So I'm I'm super super excited for it. And yeah, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Yep. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for having me. Appreciate it, Scott. Yeah, take care. Bye. Okay, that was a awesome interview with Scott. Um, Drew, you always have the cookups, man. Like I tell you, it's the degrees of Drew. It's all it's like, always the degrees of Drew. I like I love it. So again, if you guys haven't yet go find layers on kickstarter and back it i backed it during the interview so uh, you know that's you probably don't teach your students you don't don't teach your students that in class right it's like while you're interviewing someone you should just pull up their website and just back their project while you're talking to them yeah even better ask for their ask for their their uh, autograph while you're sitting there with them (laughs) and be like governor i know you're trying to change the way you run the state but for a minute could you just sign this Yeah, that's fun. No, it's great. It's great to have Scott on. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we only have two projects today because we had Scott on the show, and we don't want to keep you here forever. So the first one, this is this is this is one, Drew. You like the video games, right? I play I I play lots of video games. I'm not good at certain types, but I enjoy them quite a bit. Yep. How good are you on the keyboards with the video games? Um, back in the day when I play um early uh like Baldur's Quest, what was that? Like Skyrim, like pre Skyrim. I could do um, it. I can get around. I did fine. Is that Mor- Morrowind? Yes, yes. yes back Morrowind. in the Morrowind yeah. days, I don't do that anymore. But yeah. I was good back then. But that had like a ton of keyboard presses, right? If I can remember yes. right. And but sometimes you yes. don't be, be really using. You know, it had a lot of options, but you most of the time when you're like in battle and stuff, you're only using like five or ten of them, right? Right. You didn't need them all at all all the time. Totally. totally. Yep. So our first project of the night. Um, did you ever get on the mechanical keyboard craze like I am? No. You you ride that train solo. <laughs> So our first project is a actually one of those mini game pads. So you, have you ever seen like those MMO players where they'll put all their macros and stuff onto these keys, and instead of having a keyboard, it'll just be this little thing with all with the keys to set off their macros and stuff. This uh-huh. is a mechanical keyboard version of that. It's called the uh, Keypad Hunter 1.0. And I like the name. It is designed to work with your 
left hand and this actually kind of works like the shuttle i got you right the editing shuttle yeah where you just stick mine's right i use mine on my right hand but yeah it's totally yeah so yeah so you stick your hand on it and it has like the space bar it has your wasd so you can do your moving and then has a bunch of other hotkeys on there but they're all mechanical switches so if you're like me and like the clicky clicky and the stiffness of a keyboard yes you like you know clicky yeah that will work for you um, you can see it on the screen. It's it's. I like how minimal it is because I've seen some of them where they're just like giant, and then desk space these days is pretty much a premium. So you have one of these, your keyboard and your mouse on there. It's like uh, I'm taking up way too much room. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I like it, and th- so they're all mechanical switches, and you should be able to program. So there's 12 buttons, five positions of the joystick, and a quick trigger. Um, and I believe you can. It's USB USB C. Yeah. I, I enjoy the USB-C connector, um, but you should be able to customize some of these buttons too because you see F1 to 4 on there, and then your plus and then your WSDs. So um, could you see yourself using one of these? Say, you know, I, you, you yeah. get addicted to World of Warcraft? I think it's built really well. I mean, it's perfect for, for gaming, I think, with the with the hands, you know, where they are. I, I would love the idea of, of mechanical, especially having not just an entire keyboard, but just this that I could use for that purpose uh and the joystick like there's so many good things about this that i i think it would be it's kind of it's kind of cool yeah, I, it, I it looks really nice too and i like about yeah. this because a lot of those macro ones that i that the reason i don't have one because you and i we both mostly use mac right mac os yep um yep. so the software sometimes doesn't work for it so it's like i'm not gonna pay 80 dollars for this if i can't use it this one they're developing it so it works for xp oddly seven Windows XP 7, 8, and 10, Linux, and Mac OS. So you should be able to map it on any of the systems you want. Oh, and I forgot, it has feedback control, so it vibrates too. Um, Which I think is dang cool. Like that <laughs> that just, you don't get a lot of keyboards that do that. That haptic is, I, think, I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, and I like how simple it is to program too. If you look at the programming map, it gives you a keyboard and you essentially just click on what you want each of the buttons to map to. Um, so, because like, I've seen a couple of where you're like, all right, so... Now you press the key on the keyboard, then you got to press the key on the thing, and then you got to map it. And pre- like that's that's too much. It's work. too much. That's too much work. It's... Yeah, this is a really well thought out. It's very well designed. It looks. Uh, what I love about this project is that they're far enough along that it does not look like a prototype or like, well, we think it might look like this. It feels like they've gone through enough iterations and tested it enough that this is, this is it. This is what this is what works, and this is what's best for. For gamers so i it feels it feels vetted mm-hmm. now how much are you willing to pay for this and keep in mind gamers are kind of crazy sometimes for the per they're crazy they're crazy and i have not looked at any of the tiers or the prices yet i would say if you're comparing this to something similar to like the shuttle because it's kind of a similar idea that it's probably in the 150 to 200 range so if you jump in for a super early bird it's 60 dollars, and they have 200 of those or 70 dollars for the early bird or regular 80 bucks that is amazing so, i mean I like at eighty bucks. That's about the same price of everything else, and this looks a lot cleaner and lighter than the. Oh ones. yeah. So I, yeah, I like it. Um, this one is a track for me, just because I don't think a lot of like everyday people are going to use it. But if it gets close, I would probably back it to get them over their hump. I'll join you in that track. I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's a unique kind of um, device uh, accessory that we haven't really covered before or seen. Uh, it's funny that they didn't add Bluetooth to it, but 
they're looking for speed. You don't want any sort of lag or anything in yeah. between you and the game. And so having that USB-C is the way to go for this. I just joke because we always add Bluetooth <laughs> to everything. Maybe that's the next version that's going to get it. That's uh, right. Yep. But I totally tracked for me as well. Yep, and I totally forgot to mention all our projects tonight are actually picked by you guys because what happened was we put all – normally on the day of the show, I put out a poll where there's three projects and you guys can vote, and all three of them tied. So we're picking two of them. To put on there the the one we didn't put on is um a wireless light switch that the light switch portion doesn't use any batteries or power at all it generates its own and it's wireless it's pretty I cool still can't fig- um, i can't still figure it out but, but yeah so to our second and last project of the night is um it's called the bubble cap so drew um are you a big soda drinker i am you know i am <laughs> yes I am bad. In fact, this is how bad it is. One of my favorite servers at Fizz near my house is in one of my classes. And so just introducing her to the class, I was like, oh, yeah, I know her. She's my, my dealer. She gets me my drinks every day. Did she bring? Did she sign up for like she, their 7 a.m. class and just brings you in a Fizz in the morning? No, but she should. She should and be but, like, I'm here every day to deliver to you. No, I just have to teach her. But yes, she I love should, to drink. She should know because that's how you move up in the in the filmmaking industry. That's right. Sucking that's up. right. You give me some fizz. <laughs> that, that, that's how that's how the director likes you and will hire you after, and you get from production system up by just bringing them coffee or Andrew's case soda. But, it's the casting cup. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm guessing you like like bubbly liquids, right? That's sure. I love carbonated drinks. I love yeah, my sodas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, intense. I honestly don't think I'd be drinking sodas if they weren't carbonated. You know, the sugar's okay, but I like the fizziness of it. So this actually may be something I want to get. Um, it is called the Bubble Cap, and it's the world's smallest carbonator device. And what it is is you screw it onto a normal water bottle. It has threads for that, and on the other side, it has threads for either small CO two canisters or a little bit or some of those bigger canisters that you can get at home. And what you do is you screw the both of them together and then you can actually um tilt the cap a little bit and that will start pushing CO2 into the liquid and making whatever you have in there fizzy. Um because it's going to hmm. force the CO2 in it and then you can just drink it like a soda. Um like I most people will know of the soda stream. The problem with the soda stream is that it's not portable. You got to plug it in. And right. those CO2 canisters actually are pretty pricey. That's how they make the right. money. But um, you could do the similar thing here where just any bottle of water, you put this tiny thing on top and then carry around the CO2 part and just mix them. Right? Yeah, yeah, I love this. In the video, the guy actually just wears it around his neck while he's hiking. And then when, wherever <laughs> he gets there, he just carbonates his water and he has a fizzy drink. Um, I really love this idea. The only question I had is because he says he has an adapter for – these um let's see how how does it co2 tanks um sold under different labels my question is did he make them for the soda streams tanks or did he make them more for the paintball tanks oh interesting because quick life hack with you guys if you guys don't want to um buy the soda stream tanks what you can do is people sell adapters for the soda stream you screw that in and then you can go to the place where you buy your paintball co2 which is a lot cheaper because they can refill the tanks you buy one of those and use those, and when you're done, you just go back to the place and they'll fill it for like a buck or two. Um, I had no idea. So I'm hoping that they would, you know, they fit more of the paintball ones because 
that saves you a little bit of money. But I love how he's done it so you can use both. So you can use the mini cartridges that I've seen before too, or you can use kind of the full things if you're closer to home and stuff. Um, Drew, do you see yourself getting one of these? I, 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 don't, I mean, I'm usually like not without a fizzy drink because I find them, but I like the idea here because I often will get a drink and not finish it or I'll put it somewhere and it'll unfizz. So I like the idea of being able to refizz my drinks. I could take something that I didn't quite finish, pop it in bottle, kick it from the other side, and just snap it. I I like I like that idea. Yeah. So so Winston in the chat's asking, can you make your flat soda fizzy again? Yes, you can. That's that's the beauty of this is you can just revive it. Um, It's it is it's CPR for your soda. I love this idea. Yeah. Um, So like I I love how small small it is too because some of those soda streams are like taking up some significant kitchen counter space. And if you're married and your significant other doesn't, you know, values their counter space, that might be something I want to go. And the less fights you have, the better. So anytime that you can (laughs) agree on something, you just find happiness. Yeah, it's true. Yep. So yeah, this is, this is definitely a back for me because I mean, I love fizzy drinks. So this would, would, this might actually help, help me, you know, Lose some weight because I drink less soda. <laughs> drink less soda. Less sugar. You can so you can carbonate juice. anything. Yeah, I do it with apple juice, regular water, um, all that cool stuff. So, is, is this one a backtracker sack for you? I think this is back for me. I think it's a u- unique and and cool way to solve a problem where you, you take something that even is still kind of a trend, the big soda stream, and he's found a way to just personalize that. I think that's a fantastic. Fantastic move. So yeah. that's a back for me. And, and it's from Finland, so you can trust them. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that is all our projects today. So it's time for our sack of the week. And yes. normally I don't pick projects that are unsuccessful because, well, they're unsuccessful. This one, I, just, <laughs> I, I, found, I, I found this. Drew and I were like, yeah, we have to do this. Um, this, this project is by Craig with two G's, Big Yo, and he wants to back up the internet. I'm going to burn the internet to DVDs, then send it to you for safekeeping. Keep the <laughs> internet safe. Um, <laughs> I can't stop. This is killing me. Yeah, and he's like, the internet is all in one place in the cloud. My idea is to back it up to DVDs, then distribute these DVDs all over the world thereby keeping the internet safe, backed up, and in the hands of people, not governments or Googles, Putin or NSA, just in case the cloud goes away. It could happen in a cyber war or hackers or if the power went out at the wrong time. By participating in this Kickstarter, you're becoming a librarian like the Librarian of Alexandria or a piece of Noah's Ark. You will receive a unique DVD with a certain piece of internet burned to it, which you could store for the rest of your life, keeping that bit of the internet safe. If the internet dies, all the people in this Kickstarter can get back together and use the DVDs to recreate the <laughs> internet. Internet was, where it was. Oh, the, yeah. In, wait, in 2015? Hard copy. We could recreate the internet where it was in 2015. Wow. He's been thinking about this one for a while. He just finally pulled the trigger. Now, here's the risk and the challenge, though. <clears throat> it might take a long time to burn all the DVDs. DVD burner might stop working, and he might also have to figure out how to automatically download a web page. But it's probably he has to learn hard. how to use WGET. <laughs> it's, I mean, these. It seems like to me, at some point before he launched this product, he might have been able to 
um, answer these questions, like how do I automatically download a web page? How many DVDs will it take for me to back up the internet in 2015? I'm Craig. I, I just feel like you, you really didn't think this one through I, before you I, I threw also, it up here. I also think he needs to go Google on how this cloud thing you mentioned works. Yeah. Cause, cause that's not, I, how, I, that's not how the internet works. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have that fear. Like you said, if the power goes out at the wrong time, we could just lose it all. The whole internet would just disappear. Cease to exist. Wow. Uh, I, I gotta say, like, his heart's in a good place. But you and I joked that this might have been just like a drunken developer. <laughs> like, he was just like, I've got a great idea. I'll put it out there. But um, overall, like, this is some pure entertainment for me. Yeah. I'll back it. I, I love the dollar. You you probably pledged it all. Wow, someone contributed $1, so I felt like there should be a reward for everyone. Which means he didn't even have the dollar reward prior Before to this. It. And you guys know how much of a pet peeve that is for me. Maybe yeah. you want to contribute but don't want a DVD. Why? In that case, I will email you the a file from the internet. Thanks. With a question mark. Oh, wow. And the estimated delivery of that file was 2019. So hope nothing happens between now and 2019. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I get a fresh file if I back that level. You know, I don't want a stale file. I want something. Yeah, something, something good, fresh, right? You know, brand new, you know, a headline or something. Even on this $10 pledge, I will burn you a DVD full of the internet and send it to you for safekeeping. Sorry it's so expensive, but postage has really gotten out of control lately, right? I don't know. I don't know. Has it? But um, this this is a this is just fun. Like, just to experiment and think, yeah. what part of the internet might I get? And how much would fit on, like, 4.7 gigs? Like, yeah. what, what part would I get? Yeah, I mean, like, I know what part I'd like. I would love to have the part of the internet that's, that's just all, all the you. Like, all the panda videos or all the cat videos or all, all me. All yeah. the Drew videos? The Drew disc? Pop in the <laughs> D-disc, everybody! Winston says in the chat, I'll send you all my GeoCities pages. <laughs> yes. like, that's stuff that I want. That's um, so funny. Yeah, I love how he only had 500 as gold, too. Yeah, right, impress- that's impressive. The the one that he never answered though is DVDs go bad. So like, what's the what's the solution? That for can that? last forever. That's um, true. That's true. Yeah. So that is backing up the internet. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. I, I just Sorry. it didn't it didn't work. Um, no, it never landed. Rev Rev said, uh, knowing my luck, the disc I would get would be full of double burst podcasts. Oh, I could send you those <laughs> now. Yeah, you could back that up on your own. Oh, this is hilarious. I like this guy. Yep. So that is that. And unfortunately, that is the end of the show, Drew. I always enjoy oh. having you here, my friend. Um, uh, our next episode, if you guys want to watch live, because it's always fun to watch live, because Indeed. we have interesting discussions on video production prior to the show that you won't hear here. Um, our, yeah. <laughs> our next episode is going to be on September 12th. Um. When Drew, I will, hope so. when Drew will start contemplating grading, but let's be honest, he's not going to. Uh, yeah, no, no. Two weeks into the semester, no. I my record is what almost eight or nine weeks, so I, I'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, so you'll still be refreshed before the. You don't do stacks of paper, you. No, you're, no, you're, I watch videos. Your video, playlist video. of videos yep. gets too long. Um, yep. So. Um, make sure you guys, if you guys have any projects, sacks of the weeks, or anything you want us to mention on the show, really, shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net. 
or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast. Or you can tweet us at night20 for Drew, at KT Data for myself, or at kickcast for the show. Um, and again, kickcast.net has all our links and stuff. So you can go and back Scott's project because you know you want to back Scott's project because it's awesome. And, Good art. you know, if you make this happen, I you'll make me happy. And I'm not even part of the project. <laughs> um, all right, Drew, do you got anything to plug before we go? Not this time around. I'm just uh, getting back into the swing of schooling and uh, I'll plug something next time. All right. So until next time, my friends, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.